0: From the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He's going to leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. You must suplex and he's coming for you, too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz.
1: All right, all right, here we go. Monday, Monday edition, Monday edition of the Taz show coming off a fun-filled NFL Sunday I'll get into that shortly also speaking of Sunday it was Bound for Glory TNA's event it made it through the rain it got on the air which I think is great by the way guys we are having a little phone issue here so if you can't get through um, if you can't get through we don't have it fixed in the first segment, we'll have it fixed in the second segment. But you know, the regular routine of the show and the way this goes and the way I do my open, I have to let you guys know that it's a very simple process if you want to call. Phone might not be working, but you can call. Attention, hotline fans. Ah, 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. You know, Captain, everybody knows you're quitting the show. So, um... You know there is a there, there was a time that I would get crazy if I knew there was like anything technical on the show that was incorrect. You do know that right. Yes, but of even when you first came aboard, I was kind of a little irascible, right? Just a little and abrasive. But even before you, during the Seth years, Whew. when I want to mention yeah exactly. and I'm mentioning Seth for a reason, <laughs> you know where I'm going. <laughs> Fake Football Jones, the Fantasy Football League, the official Football League of the Taz Show. Oh, Seth, you did the job, my friend. I beat his ass. <laughs> beat him like just a wet little dog in the street. No offense to little dogs that are wet in the street, but I'm telling you right now, what a colossal ass-whooping the Dons, my team, put on KFJ for life. 128 to 98. Ow! Ow! God, this was the win I wanted, Captain. It's the dude. whole reason you started the league, right? <laughs> dude, it was just for just beating Seth. This, is all the success of my career means nothing. Everything, nothing. This is the pinnacle. The best thing I've done professionally is beat the KFJ in the Fake Football Fantasy pool. Hundred twenty-eight to ninety-eight. What an ass kicking! Now, your game's still going on, right?
2: Yes. I still have uh, Odell Beckham and the Vikings defense.
1: Now, I'm looking at the scoreboard right now as we speak. You're, and you're playing uh, crying Brian, your former Seton Hall college roommate. Correct. You guys weren't roommates.
2: No, no, no. We weren't roommates.
1: That's good. All right. So, uh, he's beating you right now 71 to 61. Who do you got tonight? Who are you playing? I've who?
2: got Odell Beckham and oh, just said uh, yeah, the Vikings
1: defense. defense. We don't know. We don't know which his name has, though. Of course, he's done. His, his team's finished. Oh, you're going to so- beat him? You think so? Oh, yeah. He's he's only winning 71-69. to 79-61. 69, 69, yeah. You got Beckham and who?
2: Odell Beckham and the Vikings defense. Oh,
1: that right there in itself, the Vikings defense, that's going to get you a, a bunch of points. Beckham, if he's on fire, forget it. He'll get 20 and change. Yep. Then the other teams, the two teams, is the um, the handsome Johnny, Otto Von Picksmart, but his real name is Otto Von Autopick, as I call him. He uh, Are they done?
2: Yeah, that game's over.
1: He beat handsome. He beat Video Brian, I should say, uh, who's the Control Room Crusaders, 111 to 76. I'm surprised because I didn't. I didn't watch much of the Steelers' this. I know they beat the Daylights and the Chiefs. They did really well. And I know that uh, Video Brian's got a lot of steals on his team, but I, I didn't pay attention because I was watching Battle for Glory. So uh,
2: Video Brian saying the Steelers are the only points he got. <laughs>
1: Really? Oh, yeah. wow! Everybody else sucked. Oh, That—that's yeah. That yeah. That I've been there. Yeah. See, I don't talk smack. You know that's not my deal. You know that. I, but I'm just saying. <laughs> what are you laughing at? God. Unless you're playing sad. <laughs> no. It's, well, also a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> yes, correct. Also, a lot of people thought that I would come out here and boast and brag about the Buffalo Bills defeating the New England Patriots yesterday because the. Uh, you guys know I'm a big Buffalo Bill fan, and I am not a lover of the Patriots. And oh god, it was nice. Oh yes, it was beautiful. Yes, um, it was just a fun victory for the Bills Mafia, and the best part is they won a the game. That's the best. part. No, the best part was in New England. That's the best part. Now I'm not gonna. I'm not bragging. I'm not. I said I won't come out. I don't bash. That's not my style. Because, but I'm gonna leave that all up to Rex Ryan, because you know as well as me, the head cheese of the Buffalo Bills will be bragging like a son bitch today. He's gonna go crazy, okay? And and that's uh, in a shutout, Donut City. <clears throat> you know, sixteen nothing. Bills beat the Patriots. The last time the Patriots were shut out at home was in nineteen ninety-three. Oh, good gosh! The last time the Bills shut the Patriots uh, in New England was in nineteen sixty. So that means this whole victory was luck. We'll take the luck. It's all downhill from here. It's all downhill. It really is. Because <laughs> some are saying, oh, yeah. Patriots. I had one uh, Patriot fan who was a nice guy. We, I thought he was being a little combative. He wasn't. He was just saying, oh, season starts next week because, you know, the Tom Brady's back. I'm like, come on, dude. Your season's is starting next week. You guys, you had two backups that are really good in the Garoppolo and the Bissette. They both did really well. Season will start next week. That's a whole football team. Man. It's not just Brady. Brady. That is his real name. He's running around playing grabass on a beach somewhere in the Greek Islands. What's the big famous Greek island? The most beautiful one? Santorini. Yes. Well, Brady just bought it. That's what I heard. He just bought the whole island just now, so he can run around shaking his ass, whatever he does. All right. Also, uh, was uh, my my NFC squad, the Seattle Seahawks, defeated my old AFC squad, the New York Jets? Those I'm a fan of everything at some point. Bandwagon Jones, I got it all covered. <clears throat> Seahawks winning the game 27 17. Russell Woolback, Russell Woolback, that's a good name, actually. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, 23 of 32, 309 yards, three touchdowns. Good gosh. And the Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, 23 of 41, 261 yards, one TD, and three interceptions. Holy Harvard Crimson Tide, whatever. Not Crimson Tide, that's Alabama. Harvard Crimson. He went to Harvard. Come on Fitzpatrick you went to Harvard you gotta be smaller than this but well, he's having a rough time it's rough it's definitely rough but uh, I hope the Bills can uh, the Jets can bounce back somehow somewhere Now, as I said the Steelers, um pounded on the Chiefs but the score was 43-14 Roethlisberger was 22 or 27 300 yards five touchdowns holy crap and the on Bell Jones 18 carries 144 yards man oh man a Shevitz. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Alex Smith, 30 of 50, 287 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. All right, so those are some of the notable games that jumped out to me. Also, uh, the Giants uh, played the Vikings tonight, so that, that's the captain and I was just talking about. It's going really be interesting. It's going to be tough, man. That Vikings defense is legit. I was trying to get them into fake football Jones, and I was talking last week in the studio here to the captain. I said, I don't know who's got them in our league. And he's like, uh, I do, Taz. I'm like, oh,
2: my bad. <laughs> I picked him up right after week one. <laughs> he's a smart dude,
1: man. you a smart dude. Really, seriously. That that I wish I had him. I got the Seahawks defense. So I don't know how many points they got me yesterday, but they got me something. Let me see. I oh, don't know. Give me a chance. Nah. nah. I'll look it up later. I don't have time. Got a lot of stuff going on here in the show. It's very, very busy. By the way, the phones, there's still issues. We have any update? Exactly. Not at the moment. <laughs> the Seahawks got you 11 points. Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, I got to be honest with you. With this phone, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to just say it on the air. I, I actually think it's unplugged. I think we got ribbed. Someone that does other shows is ribbing us in the studio. I'm not kidding. We're going to have to find out who that is. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's cameras. So it don't matter. This whole place is infested with cameras. It's unplugged. There's no power. Power Jones. I mean, I, mean, I know we got IT guys running around here all the time when we're doing the show.
2: And I know they unplug stuff just for fun. <laughs>
1: That's because I yell at these guys when I see them in the hall. Hey Taz, good morning. Hey F you. <laughs> see, that's the problem.
2: My name's Brandon and not <laughs> Nick.
1: <Nitz. laughs> <laughs> Why does he always call me Nub? <laughs> yeah, they all hate me here, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so a couple of things. I just went over some of the football stuff. Um, I want to tell you about the uh, special guest, by the way. I should have I went right into football Jones and I apologize. In the indies yesterday. My bad. In the indies. And the great the young lady, Deanna Perrazzo. Yes, Deanna will be handling the duties of in the indies. I got so engulfed in my Bills victory. And what a great segue. Plus the lovely Deanna Perrazzo, guess what her football team is? Oh, you ex Taz. Oh, what is it? I'll tell you. Deanna is a huge fan of the New England Patriots. Oh, man. See, I said I wouldn't boast, and I feel, hey, like, Brady! I feel like I'm i boasting a little. Is there a little boasting going
2: on here? It's a little. It's a little braggadocious. I'm sure it's going to get worse later when Deion is on.
1: <laughs> you know how I am with guests. I usually just oh, bash yeah. them. You know that. That's the problem. I'm just really miserable to guests. Just try to keep me in line here in the show. Like, if I start getting a little too much with the, pay, with the Bills defeating the Patriots, if I become Rex Ryan out here, which is starting <laughs> to happen, yo, Rex is going to just be, yo, he's going to be the most obnoxious. To him, this is like he won the Super Bowl. He can just retire right now. It's over. He got oh, he's gonna talk ass all week. All week. Oh, he already started at the end of the game. Because yeah, uh, yeah, well, it's a great game and all that stuff and paraphrasing. And then uh Rex Ryan goes, uh, I think they were uh they were missing a player, I think uh. <laughs> Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Bro. He goes, it's too much. He's, he's acting like they're five and all, the Bills. Like, he's acting like they're, they're going to go undefeated. Just talking mad smack. I didn't think they'd win the game, but they did. I'm happy they did. You said that you like their chances. I did, like, I did say that. But I grew up a Met Jet fan, so I'm used to being beaten down, okay? And I'll get to the Mets in a minute because, oh, buddy, some good news, as you guys know. Most of you know. So, um, one more thing about the Bills. I will say that um, Zach Brown, my man, middle linebacker, inside linebacker, I should say, for the uh, Bills was on fire. He played phenomenal. The first play of this game, bro, I need, I need some football. I mean, can we get back to the football? I need some, I need some music football. We, just round two here. This is a big moment here. It's a big moment. It's, it's, it's like segment two of the NFL. I, I got I to get in the mode here. Thank you. So, Zach Brown, I believe, number 53 of the Bills, the first play of the game, they throw a bomb to uh, to what's-his-face, Edelman. I think it was Edelman. And there was, uh, was a flag while, while Edelman's—I think it was Edelman. Damn, it was. And he ran—dude, it had to be 80-something yards for a touchdown. But as he goes to get, score a touchdown—it wasn't a touchdown because it was a penalty. They brought it back. Zach Brown, I'm 99.999% sure. This is the first play of the game, dude. First play of the game. Zach Brown chased him down, prevented him from going over the goal line. And Zach Brown's a big boy. He had to run something. It had to be, whatever the hell it, was, it had to be, close to seventy yards, eighty yards. Got me thinking of Don Beebe right there. The Don Beebe, yes. But, but this guy's playing linebacker, and he chases down the little Edelman, and tackles him before he scores. And then it's you know it's a penalty anyway. That right there, those two things that happened in that play set the tone for the Bills' win. I have to say this. Because the flag, flag Jones, and because Zach Brown chased him down. That's all I have to say about that. All right, so uh, I told you to get into the Mets stuff. I'll get into that in a second. I want to talk a little bit about the college football. Okay, so uh, you know, you guys know I'm a big college football fan. I watch a ton of college football. And the phone lines are still not working. Look at that phone. The phone's just black. Just completely black. Yes. Um, so uh, anyway, college football, college football. Yeah, so I, you know, I was very happy. As you guys know, I'm a, I'm a Nebraska football fan. So, very happy that Nebraska was victorious over the Illinois, 31 to 16. A nice another nice, nice um, Big Ten victory for Nebraska. Nebraska, I believe they're sitting around five and 0 right now, which is beautiful. As someone said on uh, uh, CBS Sports, uh, I can't remember who the guy was on TV covering college football. I don't remember who it was. He said the Nebraska Cornhuskers are quietly sitting undefeated. You know, which is nice. I just jinxed the two, by the way. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, quarterback uh, for Nebraska, Tommy Armstrong Jr., 16 of 23, 220 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Okay. Uh, Nebraska running back newbie. Yes, that's his last name. Newbie. 27 carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Kid's legit too. He's quick, man. I watched the whole game. It was awesome. Uh, also caught the finish of just an amazing. I didn't catch the whole game, and I tweeted you guys because I missed. Okay, Tennessee versus Georgia. Holy crap, what a finish. Now, Cap, I know you're not a big college football fan. Did you see any of this? I did not catch. Dude, it was ca- craziness. So what happens, is I didn't see this game. I flip over to the channel gimmick. It was on CBS, I believe, actually. Uh, Shill Jones over here. And I flip over there, and the Georgia fans are going crazy. Georgia scored. I didn't see how. And I'm tweeting, guys, I'm a jobber. I missed what happened. It's like the game's over now, you know? There's like a few seconds left in the game. Georgia scores. People were nice enough to tweet me and saying, hey, yo, check it out, man. They, they, you know, Georgia threw a Hail Mary or whatever, something like that. And then I sit and I'm watching this. The, okay, now Tennessee gets the ball. Like I said, there's, there's only about, I don't know, whatever, 10 seconds, 15 seconds left. And I'm probably wrong on the time because I'm not reading it. I'm just going on memory here of what I kind of watched or whatever the heck I was watching. Dude, all of a sudden, Tennessee, they throw a Hail Mary. Touchdown. Tennessee wins. <laughs> <It was> cra- <laughs> no two Hail Marys in one game. That's crazy. One for Georgia, one for Tennessee. <laughs> it was crazy. And Tennessee, and it was in Tennessee, and oh my God, what a celebration. It was amazing. I felt so bad for the guys at jo- uh, the Georgia Bulldogs and all their fans. It was like, they went, and you could see that, and the camera work was great. The emotion for all the Georgia Bulldog fans was up so high in the players. For like maybe... Two, three minutes of all this fanfare. And then all of a sudden, boom, Hail Mary Jones by the Tennessee Volunteers. Down City. Now up is Tennessee. They win the game. It was unbelievable. What a great finish. I wish I would have saw the whole game, but Tennessee wins 34-31. So uh, then I watched uh, the game that had a lot of attention on it was uh, Louisville versus Clemson. Louisville's really been getting super hype because of their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. This kid is legit. He wasn't hyped out of high school, nothing like that. The kid's a tall, lanky, fast, athletic kid, man. He's got insane, smooth feet. Uh, so, and, you know, he's in the running. I guess you would say this game was kind of going to help him really be in the running for the Heisman, along with his counterpart, which the Clemson quarterback, the Sean Watson, who, you know, is another guy who there's a good chance he's going to win the Heisman. Because McCaffrey from Stanford kind of dropped a little bit the other night. He didn't play that good. So, you know. Then you got to look at my man uh, Jabrell Peppers, Peppers over there at uh, Michigan. Even though he's a sophomore, he's got to be in the running for the highest. But I digress. So Louisville ends up losing the game to Clemson, 42-36. to 36. Clemson quarterback Deshaun Watson, 20 of 31, 306 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. And uh, Louisville quarterback, as I said, Lamar Jackson, he was 27 of 44. 295 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 31 uh, carries, 162 yards, two touchdowns. Here's the thing. Lamar Jackson, if and when he gets to the NFL, he'll still be in the NFL. He's not going to be a quarterback. He's not. You know, he is going to be a kick returner or a receiver or something. He's just ultra-athletic and so talented. I, I don't I, – he could throw the ball a country mile. I saw footage of this guy. They had on um, one of the shows uh, during the weekend. My man threw a ball in high school. They had a cam- uh, cell phone video of him when he was in high school a couple of years ago. From uh, goal line to goal line, 100 yards. Not wow. in a game, like in practice, yeah. messing around with his teammates. Dude, like straight 100 yards. Like, it was insane. So he's got arm strength, but his accuracy is a little men's of man's. He's young, you know, but but he's really impressive. So um, so anyway, that's the deal in the college football. That's, that's some of the games that jumped out to me. I said, mentioned Stanford. They got smashed by the Huskies. Washington beat them uh, 44-6. And Wisconsin, in a Big Ten battle, they beat, uh, I'm sorry, they lost to Michigan 14-7. So keep an eye on Jabrell Preppis. I'm telling you right now, number five from the Wolverines. He's legit. All right, so now I talked a little bit about the Mets real quick. Then I'm going to get to Bound for Glory in a little while here. I'd love to get to your phone calls, but we got a dead phone here. We're working on it. That's what I'm hearing. Um, okay, so the Mets, here's the deal. Uh, they clinched a wild card spot, and then the Mets will host the San Francisco Giants' On Wednesday for the wild card gimmick game so everybody's going crazy in the orange and blue land of the Mets it's a big deal I don't want to talk too much about it I didn't hype too much on the Twitter I don't want to jinx nothing there's that's that's sometimes you know Mets fans understand what I'm saying I just want to leave it alone that it's a good moment right now for the Mets oh Lord I see lights on the phone lights something just happened it just lit up and now there's like a little LCD and it says F you <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> Uh-oh. What? No! What? Come on. So anyway... What's uh, Johnny doing? What is going on? Dude, is this thing like rebooting? Is this like the whole phone like a computer? There's something wrong with the phone, dude. It lit up. Now it stopped. When, <laughs> all these X's went up it. I don't know what's going on. Let me stop talking about the phone. The, stop! Entire, the entire system is being rebooted. Oh, really? No, that's very nice. <laughs> Did someone like unplug the system? I think the batteries are in backwards. No one cares. All right, anyway. <laughs> that's fine. It's not like the audience wants to talk to me anyway. The phones just flare, flare up, and now it's like no flare, nothing. So, uh, okay, what else we got? So the Mets, as I said, I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to, like, jinx something. and Mets fans understand that. So let's just let things happen. Let's just let things happen. Seriously, and I tweeted something about the Mets the other day, and I put hashtag Cleon Jones. Now, some don't know who Cleon Jones is. GTS it. Old school match, so I got to use the Jones. Cleon Jones, he actually was pretty good. You know, uh, in some golf news, I know nothing about this. The U.S. won the Ryder Cup for the first time since 2008. Congratulations, <clears throat> U.S. golf. Captain, do you know anything about this? Uh, other than what we <laughs> talked
2: about last week, where that uh, heckler got called in and made that <laughs> shot.
1: What, what heckler? What are you talking Oh, yeah! The guy <laughs> <laughs> okay, who heckled Rory McElroy. <laughs> Dude, if you had any juice as a producer, you could get that heckler guy on my show as a guest. <laughs> Serious. Get him
2: on the show, bro. it be great. <laughs> Where's he from? Scotland? No, no. He's an American. Same difference. Taunting other countries. <laughs> That's what he did? Yeah, because I forget. I, f- I knew he was American. Yeah, he was an American fan. I love this guy.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's got a Twitter account. It's probably verified already. He's got like five thousand, five hundred thousand followers. He's over like Rover. You kidding me? So there's your golfer update. And uh, that's the deal. Um, so, all right. Also, other thing I'm going to tell you guys, uh, la, 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 tweeted about this, on the. Uh, they tweeted on the, what do you call it, the Tasho Show Live account, uh, at Tash Show Live, about a new online store that will be coming for official high-end gear, let's put it that way, for Tasho Show merchandise, if you're interested. It's an online store that's only going to be open um, for a couple of weeks. It's not open yet. As I do this show right now on October 3rd. So um, it'll be open maybe in a day or so, and it's gonna carry a lot of Under Armour gear: polo shirts, uh, you know, full-zip jackets, uh, all sorts of wardrobe, because everybody wants to run around their full wardrobe in TAS show gear. Two logos on it. Do we have any photos of this? On I have it? the logos. Two logos that uh, will be on either shirt or jacket, I should say. Baseball caps, um, winter hat, backpack Jones. There'll be a backpack. All Mostly all under armor. Most of the stuff that's going to be on there. I saw a lot of it. It's badass. Now, listen. Look, there's the two logos. You have an option. One is the Taz Show official logo. Then there's one that's Nub, Nub City. Which one you like better? You're probably sick of the Taz Show logo, right?
2: <laughs> I think I'd go with the Taz Show logo if I didn't yeah. the TAS. Oh, you don't
1: like Nub City? I, I like, like Nub City, too. You can't go wrong with Nub City. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? I it's phenomenal. So, so the deal is, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. And like I said, it'll be on just for a short time. Now, look, you obviously can get all of your T-shirt gear at Pro Wrestling Tees for the Taz Show or clotheslined. Okay, that's where you get your T-shirts, but this will not be T-shirts. This will be polo shirts, hoodies, Hoodie Jones, right? Everybody loves a little hoodie when it's getting cold out now. It's getting brisk. Oh, it's getting brisk out. My nipples are hard. You know, that kind of stuff. I got goosebumps. It's so cold. It's so cold. Stop. Rub dirt in my ass neck. Yeah, I know. You could just run around and get yourself a Tash show hoodie. You look like a champ. Get yourself a winter hat. Bro, the winter hat's a badass. I know you quit the show, Captain, so you're leaving. So you will get none of this for free. You'll have to pay for everything. Uh-oh. Full price, bro. Double <laughs> <Full> up Jones. <laughs> double up Jones. Yeah, we have a special hoodie on there just for the captain. That's $600. <laughs> yes. It's nice, though. You'll love it. you get a mortgage. When you go to your new fancy job, making all the money you're going to be making, crazy bank loot, change, gimmicks, schnabits, the whole nine yards. All right. So that sums it up. Yeah. It sums it up. Yeah. So that, that, just keep an eye on uh, the at Taz show, uh, at Taz show live Twitter account, Twitter account. There'll be a link that gets put up there about the Taz show gear. Now, um, again, that's more of a high end type gear. And a lot of, not a lot, a few folks on the Twitter were asking if it will be available internationally, like outside of the United States. I know Canada, they ship to Canada. Uh, I, I'm trying to find out and get more information, a few of us, on what, what their UK, like and stuff. I know we have a lot of fans outside of the United States and Canada that listen or watch the Taz show. So I'm trying to find out. I don't make those calls. But anyway, uh, it's going to be a cool gimmick where you pay for the stuff right there, your own credit card, or I don't know how they set it up or whatever, and they, they ship it right to your house, right to your doorstep. You know what I mean? So and uh, I think the pr- this pricing will be pretty fair. Uh, polo shirts are pretty cool. I mean there's, there's there's a polo shirt that's 40 bucks on there with embroidery. Then there's going to be one that's like a 60 buck. You know, and both Under Armour, you know, for, uh polo shirt that's a better quality type thing. I don't know. They're all nice. Whatever. The hoodies the hoodies nice. Uh, they're all fairly priced. 45, 40 bucks for a hoodie whatever. That's kind of normal price, you know, with a hat. A winter hat is like uh, 160 bucks. That's not bad. Right? 160 bucks for a hat. Right? It's not bad, right? <laughs> When you stop? Must be a hell of a hat. <laughs> no, I, I'm being sarcastic. It's it's not uh it's the hat is geez, the hat was a little expensive, but it's nice to it's under it's underarm hat. I wanted it had a little pom pom on it. Pom pom Jones! <laughs> you gotta go with the pom pom. It was like twenty five, thirty bucks for the hat, but it's got the embroidery. You know, it's a nice hat though, it's really good quality, so I guess that's why. But it, it's really cool stuff. I'm I'm excited about it. I hope you guys like it. I hope some of you guys buy this stuff. If you don't buy it, what are you gonna do? <sighs> You're going to take your free content I give you every day and you're going to run about your business. That's what you're going to do. You're not going to support the show. That's why you guys do it. All of you. Every one of you. I'm obviously lying and joking about that. I have a lot of people that support the show. And they support a lot of things that I do. No, seriously. Talk a little while about Dollar Shave Club. Huge fan. Okay, that's how I have the beautiful skin. Shave around the face. I'll get into that later on. A lot of people jumping on Dollar Shave Club using the Taz code skyfloat talk about that a lot on the twitter hold your ipad your phone whatever they got a kickstarter thing gimmick going on we'll get into that down the road more too support the show support the show i give you a lot of insight a lot of detail a lot of information a lot of professionalism a lot of entertainment a lot of fun that's how it's done here okay i gotta get some wrestling news then we're gonna break other side of break i will get into bound for glory so uh, in uh, speaking of TNA, this is not the actual show, but there was rep- there are reports of an un- unidentified third party reportedly paid the advance paid uh, the advance for last night's TNA Bound for Glory pay-per-view. So it's like a kayfabe someone is paying for this. So of course, paid for this, I should say. So of course, I don't know how true this is. Some people are thinking it's Vince McMahon. Vince front the money for this or whatever. I don't know if that's true. I mean, there's obviously some talks, and you know what I mean? I believe in this smoke, there's fire with stuff like this. And uh, if if you're under a rock or something, there's been reports that, you know, WWE is interested in buying the TNA, buying TNA and having their tape library, and and I believe that to be true, that part. As far as an unidentified third-party Paying for uh, laying out money for the gimmick yesterday. I don't know much detail on that. I'll try and find out. Maybe when Mike Johnson's on tomorrow, he'll know something. Not really sure. Uh, but last night, Drew Galloway was pulled from the car due to a reported injury. Now, a couple of things on Drew Galloway. Very, very good pro. Great talker. Great worker. Big dude. Can work. Now, a couple of things. I saw his injury. Thanks to somebody on Twitter who sent me a um, video of it. Uh, I, I can't recall who it was who sent me the video. This is yesterday on Sunday, and I saw the clip. And it was a nasty fall. This was not a TNA show. It was a nasty fall that that Galloway landed on his head. It was an attempted uh, running uh, a power slam. Uh, Galloway hit the ropes. His opponent was scooping. It was NXT show, I believe. Was NXT something in Florida? Why would it be NXT though? If he's working, unless he's working independent for them, why am I thinking NXT? What the hell am I thinking NXT? He wasn't. There's a house show. I can't, I can't remember what that. I'm, I'm crossing things up. I apologize for that. But regardless, Galloway landed on his head. Bad. It was an attempted power slam, real quick scoop slam like like uh, you see uh, Samoa Joe made popular. You know, when a guy comes at him and he does a real quick snap scooping power slam, which is not an easy do- move to do. And, uh, you know, when you see this move happen, Galloway lands on his head. He didn't rotate all the way. Quite frankly, two things I have to say about the actual move, Okay. Um, uh, I I don't want to say the guy's name who did it because I don't want to seem like I'm burying that guy because I don't know him and I don't want to bury the guy, but just looking at it once, you know, I I can say if you're the guy doing a move like that to a guy as tall as Galloway, you gotta really make sure that you pop your hips and rotate his body to protection to boom to a back bump, and that didn't that didn't happen unless Galloway. I don't know. I was the guy grabbing him, so I couldn't tell you how he felt in the air, but. I'm just saying, you got the other guy. Looked like he kind of stopped rotating a little bit, like lost him in the air. I
2: think it was an Evolve show. It was an Evolve show. I think it was an Evolve show that Galloway got hurt.
1: Okay, okay, could be. I just keep thinking I saw when I looked at the video clip a uh, NXT logo behind, which made no sense to see an NXT logo because no, that be, means he working, he's working for WWE, and that's not the case. So, um, yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't remember. And I, I wish I could give credit to the person who sent me the video clip. And i got to try and find it. Maybe on the other side of break I can find it. But regardless, uh, Drew is okay. I mean, he's out for a little while. But he was he was at Bound for Glory. And he cut a promo backstage. And he talked about that the team that, that teen, didn't clear him and stuff like that. Which is, uh, you know, obviously all in storyline, which is good. But they didn't, I'm sure they didn't clear him. Because he is, you know, that was a nasty fall. That was nasty, a nasty bump. And he's lucky he was walking. I got... My stomach twisted when I saw the bump. I was like, oh, God, this reminded me of when I landed on a pile driver on my head, you know, in 95. So I cringed a little bit, to be frank. But seems like he's going to be okay. Now, I'm going to be a little late to go and break him. It's a real busy deal here. Uh, Also, um, Jamie Noble, a lot of you guys know about this the other day. There was uh, reports that he, Jamie Noble, the agent, the producer for WWE, that he was attacked (coughs) Excuse me, um, in West Virginia at his... At a trailer park where he lives, uh, he was going to get something to eat late at night. He came home from a show, from a WWE show, and he was going to get something to eat. Uh, I guess somewhere to come back home with it. And he got into an altercation with somebody that said that he was driving a rat or drove at him or whatever. And then Noble apparently apologized. And then next, you know, two guys get into it with Noble, physical altercation, and then Jamie apparently was stabbed. So. Um, so a lot of people were tweeting about this when when the reports came out, but a lot of people, like yours truly, were not reacting to it because I think people were tr- from that either worked at WWE or no. Look, I, you want to get you want to get the facts right before you start saying, "Oh, I hope he's gonna be okay," when it might not have happened because WWE really wasn't saying anything. But apparently, this did happen. Um, some was would say, "Well, why is he living in a trailer park?" Look, you don't know. Doesn't mean that, the, the, look, the guy, he, he's got a really good career and he's had a great career and he's got a good career as an agent. Maybe he's saving his money. Maybe he lives in a trail park that's expensive. Who knows? I mean, I'm not, not going to pass judgment on him. Sounds like the Jamie Noble gimmick, right? He's living in a West Virginia trail park. But, you know, he might have a triple wide. I don't know. I mean, I don't know his, his business. Maybe he's saving his money. And If he's doing that, he's smart. It's, you know, it's not like he's getting a 401k or a retirement from WWE, so... I'm not going to pass judgment on the guy, but apparently it is true, and hopefully Jamie's going to be okay. Jamie's a super guy, great guy, great pro, and um, <clears throat> I really like Jamie a lot. So uh, best wishes to him and his family and a speedy recovery for Jamie Noble. Uh, that That's for sure. And the last thing I want to say, uh, NXT. They, uh, they combined and added <clears throat> Rich Swan and No Way Jose will be added to WWE NXT Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. Great move. I think these two young guys will be a great team together. Loaded with energy and exuberance. Both these guys are very entertaining, Swan and Jose. I think it'll be really cool. I like this. Whoever came up with this idea, if it's Triple H, whoever. Good job right there. I think it's a good move. I'm very late to break. On the side of break, I will talk Bound for Glory, and we'll get these damn phones fixed. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: Ah, all right. Well, good news, bad news. Good news, bad news, Jones. The show is live, and we're rolling, baby. The bad news is... (laughs) You will not be able to call the show today. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Why? It's just not happening. There's an issue, and it's not a CBS issue. Let's put it that way. It's something with the phone line that uh, apparently there was an issue on the weekend, and it started working again. Now, um... It's the same issue I don't know what that issue is All I was told by Some high-end High-end tech guys uh, Through my team Via email When they said Alert, alert We have a problem The phones are not working Then they said Oh, by the way uh, They won't work So Well, thanks for the heads up, guys Appreciate that Oh, yeah, that was nice Thanks Good way to start the week uh, Here at the Taz Show So hopefully the phones Are working tomorrow Sorry, I know a lot of you guys love the whole show. I really apologize. I'm joking around about it, but I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm just trying to be High Road Jones. I really am. I'm doing my best. But it just sucks that this has to happen. Um, because I did want to talk to a lot of you guys. You guys know I love to interact with you. So it's not CBS's fault. It's it's the company that they get their phone lines through. I'm not going to get into that either. With some High Road. The more I say I'm High Road Jones, the more I'm going Low Road. That's kind of what happens here. So but I'm going to get the Battle for glory in a second. Um, and again, sorry uh, about the phones. If something changes during the show, boom, it'll be on but the, the phone lines, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening, yeah. And um, yeah, it's just the way it goes. That's sometimes when you do a streaming show, even if it's super high-end with the resources of a CBS, these things happen. It's just part of the way it's just technology. It just happens up, you know. For example, I was watching Bound for Glory. Now, I'll go over the show, but there was at some point, <clears throat> I think it was, what match? Oh, jeez, it'll come to me in a second. But during one of the matches, all of a sudden, the, uh, and this is going to sound crazy if you didn't watch the show, the lights went out. <laughs> like, not an Undertaker moment. <clears throat> Was well, Mike Like Johnson involved? In no, any way? Mike Johnson was not involved. It wasn't like Sabu was going to come out with the lights on, lights off. <clears throat> that didn't happen. The lights went out, and then they put a spotlight on the ring. And the announcer said uh, that there's been a problem with the electric or something in Orlando. I don't know. Maybe that's true. There's been, I don't know if they had a blackout for a second, but they obviously had. They knew this was possibly going to happen. That's a tech issue. But in defense of TNA, they kind of knew it was going to happen because they had a uh, they had a what do you call it ready on standby the like spotlight on the ring, which really you know helped everything because you could see the action. And actually I thought it looked better, which just like old school it looked like old school wrestling with just a spotlight on the ring on the wrestlers. And um, it was really uh, wacky because when the lights went out, they kind of faded out. the announcers didn't really bring attention to it for about five seconds. It was doing Eddie Edwards, Aaron Rex. That's what it was. And uh, what happens is they're wrestling, and I'll get into that match a little bit, and the lights went out. And I'm like, what? A- a- and then there was a spotlight on the ring. And then the lights came back on, and the place popped. <laughs> so I liked it better with the old school look, just a spotlight. I-, I talked about guys that really listen, guys and girls that listen to the show all the time, you know how I am about lighting. I, I love when the lighting is just old school, dark in the crowd. Spotlight over the ring. I, I used to beg Heyman to shoot ECW like this. Beg him. I said in TNA too when I was there. It just makes the boys look bigger, um, you know, more muscular, more ripped. The shadows make you look bigger, more muscular. Like I said, um, it, it it's it gives a different feel. All the attention's on the ring, not on somebody holding up a tash show sign or something <laughs> you know, in the middle of the crowd. You know, it's just a whole like spotlights on a ring, literally. But, you know, they don't do this wrestling company, especially someone as vast and big as WWE, because you want to see the sea of humanity, the, the mass amount of people, as the late great Gorilla Monsoon would say. Sea of humanity. Yes. Will you stop? So, um, anyway, so the show starts off now, you know, as you guys know, there was a lot of scuttlebutt. Even if you didn't watch Bound for Glory, or you're not a TNA fan, which I don't normally cover TNA, I don't normally watch TNA, but I do know they have a lot of great talent there, and they have a lot of people who work really hard there. So I was pulling for them to get this show off and running like a lot of you guys were because it's just good for wrestling. And sure enough, the show happened. And the show seemed like, for the most part, a success. So I was happy for them. Uh, I liked the show. I thought it was okay. Some things bothered me, but I worked behind the scenes there. So a lot of the same things are still happening. but And some of the things that I'm going to bitch about. But the thing is, it's like they... I think if you talk to anybody behind the scenes uh, off air at TNA management, they would tell you, dude, we're lucky we even got the show on the air. We're lucky f- from a financial standpoint, all this stuff. So I don't think they were worried about all the tiny nuances, but they got a lot of it in there. And and uh, whole Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy abyss crazy steve match i'll get into that in a little bit if you didn't see that bro it was just insane i'll talk about that in a second i don't know what to say about it the damnedest crap i've ever seen i say crap in a nice way i don't mean that in a bad way i enjoyed it but so they start the show off and and with a video package with matt hardy and his son playing piano the little baby and uh and the thing is like i'm waiting to see some acknowledgement okay there was no acknowledgement by the company of any issues, no, uh, nothing, nothing, no, no on camera from Dixie Carter or uh, uh, Billy Corrigan, nothing. I didn't see it unless I missed something. I didn't see it. (laughs) Uh, Nothing from the announcers. I didn't see see or hear any acknowledgement. There's a big part of me that thinks they should have, but there's a part of me. I know why they didn't. They didn't want to put attention on the fact that they, they have all these financial issues and all these different owners, and the company's split in three or fours and all these problems. So they don't want to tell what they would call their mass audience. But the thing is, I, I think TNA needs to realize who their audience is. Just like WWE has a problem sometimes realizing that their real audience has become because of the push, online fans, and because of the WWE network. Okay, well, TNA doesn't have an online network, but TNA, you know, more hardcore fans are going to pay attention to a TNA because they're going to respect the work rate of the locker room and that the tradition of such great wrestlers coming out of TNA. And they know of TNA because they're hardcore wrestling fans. So hardcore wrestling fans know that you guys had financial things going on and, and even geez, even to a mass appeal, yeah, Billy Corgan go on ESPN TV and talk about this. So And then you're going to go on your own show and ignore it is a little bit of an insult. i got to be honest. But I do know why. I strongly assume I know why they did this. They didn't want to bring any more attention to it, which I respect that. I do. But a part of me thinks old school, Paul Heyman style, ECW style, come right out and admit it. Come right out and say it. Tell people what happened financially or whatever without too much detail. that Or just some kind of a sarcastic snide like, You know, the show's on the air. A lot of people didn't think it was going to happen. We didn't think it was going to happen, but here we are. Something like that. Like you made it through the rain type of thing. It's not a knock on TNA. I swear to you, I'm not knocking. I'm just giving you my (coughs) critique on what did and didn't happen, how they got into the show. And we saw Dixie Carter on the show. We saw her induct and do the whole thing with Gail Kim, who congrats to her on being in the TNA Hall of Fame. It's well deserved. Great worker. One one of the better female wrestlers you're going to find worldwide for for the past decade or so. So that's well-deserved. I'll get into that in a second or two, too. But the thing is, man, I just really feel like you had Dixie appear on the show. You saw Billy Corgan in a package about Gail Kim. So we see these heads of state. I do think somehow, somewhere, have your announcers say something or something their hands are tied to? Something. I do think you got to appeal to your real core audience, which are internet wrestling fans. If you're TNA, my opinion, they do. I'm not saying every fan is like that, that watches TNA, but their, their main chorus. And then, like I said, you went on ESPN and discussed this, And then on your own show, we don't hear nothing. I, you know, if you're going to ignore it, I say, ignore it full, ignore it all the way. Don't, don't just go halfway Jones with it. You know, that, that's, that's the, the problem I, ha- I have with it. You know what I mean? It's just that you got it. You got to, you know. Like, now, Captain, I know you didn't see the show,
2: right? No, I just read a little bit about it. Right. Before.
1: So so the thing is, dude, like, are you surprised to hear what I just said, that they didn't even acknowledge it? A little bit. Yeah, a little Does bit. It, I mean... See, WWE would never acknowledge it. Yeah, I can see that. That's WWE. That's, they've been like that, and that's their, they have a you know, much bigger audience and stuff. I just really, I was looking forward to hearing him say something. Now, now. This is what I'm going to tell you. I mentioned Paul Heyman. I mentioned ECW, how Paul would have done this. And he's done this, where he would come right out and say it and tell you guys what the heck was going on or whatever. Say something like, we're here, or some kind of sarcastic line. But it's interesting. Um, if you think about it, TNA, I told you guys just about a week or so ago, I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone and um, from the business. Well, he used to be in the business. He's not in the business anymore. And he was joking. and We were joking around that. It's like TNA just, no matter what happens, <laughs> they are going to live. Like, they are not going out of business. I don't think they're ever going out of business. And that's great. I'm, not, I'm laughing because it's, like, crazy. All the stuff that's happened over the years and all the rumors and all the money the issues and this and them not paying talent, paying talent late, talent quitting like me. You know, all this kind of stuff. I remember just when I was there, like, within a year, and I was there like six, seven years, whatever it was, oh, might be going out of business. I'm like, oh, my God, you're kidding me. And we heard those rumors forever. It's still going. The same rumors. They're still ticking. They are still ticking. They are the cockroach. And I mean this in a nice way. When the you know, when the, the, the building gets, you know, what do you call it? When the company comes and uh, some company comes and they blow building up because they're gonna build something else. They self-implode the building. I think that's what's it's called.
2: Yeah, the implosions.
1: Yeah, right, exactly. They do the, uh, the whole thing. It's the control demolition. It. It's controlled demolition. That's it. Controlled demolition. That's so-called the Taz show. <laughs> so the controlled demolition. So when that happens, the building crumbles, and everything in the building, all these things die. These desks get destroyed, and pictures blow up, and things burn, whatever happens. And yet two or three cockroaches will just crawl off from underneath the rubble, and they live. That's TNA. No matter what happens, they make it for the rain. It's unbelievable. And I say, tip my cap, Jones, to you. That's great. Because look, I mentioned ECW. Think about it. TNA was around, is around, longer than ECW was. Seriously, they've been around longer. Uh, You know, and that doesn't, I'm not, I guess I am comparing the two, but I'm saying as far as being in business longer, no matter if you like either company or not or whatever, well, whatever you want to say about Dixie Carter and, and, and the heads of state there, they are still going. The ever ready battery. Remember the commercial with the rabbit? Still going. Still going. Hitting the drum. Hitting the drum. Boom, 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 boom. Still going Jabba Jones. Still going. It's unreal. But I'm happy about it. I am happy about it. Someone said, Oh, you hate TNA! You're such a liar! You hate them! You quit! You hate them! F them! You hate them! No, I don't hate. I don't hate anyone, except for the guy in charge of the phone lines in this building. It's the only person I hate right now. Because I wanted to hear from people about TNA! <sighs> anyway. Why are you I, yelling? I don't hate TNA. Don't hate TNA. There might be a couple of people here I don't like. Yes, that's okay. There's people that work here at CBS I don't like.
2: Yes, just a couple,
1: right? Yes. <laughs> so it's okay. There's people that live on my block I don't like. <laughs> Many of them. So, so I'm just saying, like, it's okay, not to like a couple of folks. That doesn't mean I want to see a great roster like they have or production crew or whatever go away or even the company or Dixie herself I don't want to see that go away it's good for wrestling it's good for business and by golly they did it they put that show on I don't want to say without a hitch there was a couple of hitches but they're not bad hitches I enjoyed it I just think some acknowledgement would have been nice I also, speaking of stuff I didn't like in the show, okay, they, they kicked it off with DJZ in X Division match. He's the champ, X Division champ, against Trevor Lee. They had no package to set this thing up. So I'm, I'm a kind of a, a ca- very casual viewer to TNA. So, I, hey, I, I, I'm going to spend 50 bucks and I'm going to watch this pay-per-view. Here's my 50 bucks. Okay, educate me now. Give me some bang for my buck. Educate me to, I know who DJZ is. I, I called his matches, and I, I respect the hell out of it. The kid's great. He's underratedly great, to be honest with you. I don't know Trevor Lee that well at all. I never met him. If I did, I don't recall, and I apologize, but I don't know the character Trevor Lee. Now, I thought the, the announcer did a decent job trying to explain his character, but the crowd was dead, for the most part. It wasn't because of a lack of high spots or physicality. I thought the, the spots were, I thought the match was very good. I just thought that you got to start the show off with a package. And there was no package and it lacked energy in the building. I'm like, God, I don't know the story here. I don't know travel. Like, you know, and I, I just paid like, what? come on, man. This is, I'm thinking, all right, maybe, maybe TNA'd it because the money issues and maybe they had no time and they had no budget to put together packages because there is a budget. This costs money. Seriously, it does when you do packages. But then later on the show, they showed a lot of other packages that were awesome. <laughs> so, but maybe it was a budget issue that they only could do a certain amount of packages. I don't know. I really don't know. I'll try to find that out. But the match was excellent. Okay. There were many crazy high spots leading to the finish of the match. And the other thing that that always, let me explain this. It kind of bothered me when I was there, but I got used to it as a broadcaster because they do a different style. But as a viewer, forgetting that's what they normally do, and I'm talking about replays, it bothered me. And then I started realizing at the the end of the DJZ Trevor Lee match, what, you know, uh, they don't do replays most of the times after things happen. There's a replay package at the end of the match which is not easy as an announcer. I've been there with them and done this. Because you just called the whole match. Now okay, now do the replay package. It's a little tough. It's a, it's a little annoying. But that's kind of what their style has been for a long time. And it's something that people don't notice. But pay attention to that, guys. They don't do replays until the end of the match. Not saying it's bad. Wasn't crazy about it when I was there, but I got used to it. Now being away from it, now going back and watching their program, a pay-per-view, I, I don't like it. <laughs> so I don't. Because there were many, many sick, nutty spots that DJZ and Trevor Lee did. And I wanted to replay, see the replay of them while there was downtime when guys were selling. And they didn't have it. They didn't have it. But it was excellent stuff. Um, insane stuff by DJZ. He really stuck out. This guy is so underrated. They better hang on to him. And this Trevor Lee, I think he's got a lot of potential. He does like this caveman. Type, he's from, I think he's from North Carolina. Like he's... Old school kind of uh, hillbilly type guy, but yet he's got some technical ability and he's tough and he's crazy and he pulls it off. He looks the part, and, and you know I, I like him. He's something about him I like. And and um, uh, but anyway, DJ Z, uh, Trevor Lee, good match. So that's kind of my take on some of the stuff right there. Um, they did the backstage interview with Drew Galloway that he can't compete and he's injured. And I talked about this earlier. So he was there, but um, you know it wasn't like they were lying. Like he, you know, they couldn't. A lot of people thought, oh. He pulled out of the show because of money, because of this. I don't know. He was there, and he was on camera. So, uh, you know, he's on a contract show, I'm sure. So I, I don't think it's that type of thing. And uh, all that talent was there, to be honest with you. So it seems like everything was okay. Wrestlers wrestle. That, that's what I tweeted. You know, Wrestlers are going to wrestle. They're going to make it there. I mean, for the most part. Unless you keep screwing them and don't pay them, then they're going to say, F you. Wrestlers wrestle. It's that simple. Okay, um now they go into the gauntlet for bound for gold okay so it's kind of like the royal rumble-esque type feel on this deal here and it's gauntlet for bound for gold gold now again no package i'm like what the hell is going on here now i don't know later on i'm gonna see packages but there's no package for this either and they have tna a guy named dave sahati some of you guys that are you know follow this business on the internet a lot you might know who Dave Sahadi is. Okay, Dave Sahadi is a behind-the-scenes guy, a director, a producer, who worked for WWE for many years. A lot of those cool, awesome things that you've seen over the years in TNA, I'm sorry, in WWF, during the Attitude Era and even after that, were done, a lot of those video packages, by a guy named Dave Sahadi, along with a guy who's still with WWE named Adam Panucci. Okay, and guys named Chris Chambers and stuff like that. These guys are guy named Barry Bross. These are names you never hear that were this team that Kevin Dunn had years ago in WWE, and WWF. A lot of them still work with Kevin in WWE, but, but uh, Sahadi left, as a lot of you guys know, years ago. He's been with TNA. He was there before me, and I was a TNA for, like I said, six years, seven years. And one of the reasons, uh, side note, Jones, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the show, uh, not a big part, but uh, one of the small reasons why I, I was going to go to TNA is I knew a guy like Sahadi was there. That sounds crazy. I got to tell you, you're an announcer, and you're worried about a, a director-producer? Yeah, because he drove the TV show from a post-production standpoint, and he was so damn good, and he was such a legendary uh, guy, and so great at it that I knew that their TV was always in great shape because of Sahadi. So And I believe he's still there cutting packages, as they call it, and he's the man. So I'm not blaming Dave, okay? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't control the budget, but I'm just saying, because if you tell Dave, cut a package... You know, on taxis running around the street in New York City uh, for the past three days. He's going to put a package together, and it's going to knock his socks off. That's how good he is. So there was no bound for gold gauntlet gimmick package. They showed a graphic beforehand that uh, the announcers voiced over to explain the rules. And Josh, the lead play-by-play guy, did that. He explained the rules the right way. And he read off. He went off, I should say, off of the graphic. But there was no package to support the announcers and the match. It's a big deal. It's a big opportunity here. And then they just they went at it. Um, with Jesse uh, Jesse Goddard came out. He wrestled first for uh, against Rockstar Spud, and then every ninety seconds, other guys came out. A guy named Braxton Sutter, who I was not familiar with. The guy looks. This guy looks great. And he was in, he's obviously in some kind of, well, for those TNA fans, he's in some, some, some kind of an angle or a with Rockstar Spud. And, um, but anyway, so uh, he was the first guy actually thrown at us thing, Braxton Sutter. But this kid looks good, man. Got some physique on him, ripped. Uh, good, Pretty good worker, a little bit I saw of him. Uh, then Eli Drake came out. This guy I love. This guy's just got that it factor. His ta- I think he was in WWE a while back. I don't know what his name was. But um, very, very good worker. Great talker. Very comfortable on mic. Big, muscular kid. Uh, And can go. He actually won this whole thing. uh, And a pretty interesting finish that they did. I thought it was pretty cool. Then we saw a couple other guys come out. Grotto came out. Guy from Scotland. Very, you know, comedy guy. Wears a fanny pack. He's funny. Very entertaining guy. There's a lot of work overseas and stuff. He's, he's, he's got a kind of a cult following. I like him. I think he's, he doesn't look like a wrestler. He looks like a regular guy. Or, you know, some guy who just had a deli eating a sandwich. He's got a fanny pack on. Now he's a wrestler. But he's entertaining. He can work, too. I like him. I like Grotto. I, he's entertaining. I, I wasn't crazy what they did with him. He came right out, and then he got dumped out really fast and just kept strutting uh, from, from spud and kept strutting out to the back. I just thought it was too quick. I get the humor behind it. We've seen stuff like this in the past. The people at the Impact Zone in Universal Florida, Universal Orlando, we're going to break in a second here, they were chanting BS, BS. They didn't like that. They liked Grotto, and they didn't like that that happened. Uh, so I'll get into the rest of this match and the rest of Bound for Glory in a Raw preview, and Deanna Perazzo will be on the show within the Indies. Okay, uh, Taz Show, be right back.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Yeah, it was my first All
1: right, guys, we're back here on the Tad Show. One hour down, another hour to go. We're going to be on Facebook Live in the fourth quarter, about 30 minutes. Facebook Live. Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. You can watch the show there, try to interact there. And, and also in that segment, fourth segment, we will have In the Indies with Diana Prazo We'll be hosting that via Skype. Our Skype is working. The phones are not. Uh, and I also want to clear up a little mistake I mentioned during the break, uh, during the show about injury with Drew Galloway. Uh, thanks to some of the fans on uh, the uh, Twitter. They helped me out. I'll get into that in a second. But guys, you know what I was talking about? Getting the right shave. Please, go to dollarshaveclub.com, okay? You're going to get the best products, not just razors, high-quality blades. They're going to shave your face the right way and shave whatever you want to shave. They're great. Their shaver cream is phenomenal. Their post-shave stuff is great. The bar soap they use, the shower gels, all the products they use, it's just awesome. Dollar Shave Club, dude. I'm telling you. Basically, just go dollarshaveclub.com slash T-A-Z. Look, there's over 3 million cats are in this club. Be part of this. Be a part of it. Okay, get a first-class shave when you use, what I use, the Executive Blade. Okay, I'll tell you what, the Dr. Carver Shave Butter, phenomenal. Smoothest shave you're going to get. You're not cutting your face, not hacking up your skin, none of that. Smooth Face Jones, that's what you're going to get. Over 3 million people are in this. 3 million members, like me, love Dollar Shave Club. Get in the club. See why. Dollar Shave Club is so confident in the quality of all their products. Now you can get your first month to the club for free. Just pay shipping. After that, just a few bucks a month. No loan commitment. No hidden fees. There's no reason not to do it. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com. Slash TAZ. That's Dollar Shave Club. Dot com slash TAZ. Now, as I was saying, I saw my Drew Galloway. His injury actually, I, I confused the high spot and of course there were two injuries. Okay, that have nothing to do with each other. So I apologize for my error in the previous segment. I will clean it up right now. So here's the deal. Drew Galloway was injured at a what culture event in the UK. Okay, what culture is a new new Fed, they do a great job. They do some good stuff, and they're hot and coming up, and they do a good job over there. Okay, so Drew Galloway was like a Spike DDT type, had an arm trap, guillotine type with a hammerlock, nasty landing, and it just took a bad bump. He wrestled a young man named Joe, Joseph Connors. The power slam spot I was talking about with NXT was Hideo Tommy, and he was a victim of not being over-rotated the way someone was going to bump him. So that's where, and I think Kingsman gave that information, correct? Yeah, Captain? it was Kingsman. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I want to give credit to the other gentleman. I got to find it on a Twitter. Who uh, just gave credit for the, uh, I want to give him credit for what he just said to me about, um, oh, here it is. Uh, oh, it's Juggalo Matt. At heel, Juggalo Matt. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you for uh, sending that. <clears throat> I confused the two. My bad. That happens. Even the great ones make errors. <clears throat> Even the great ones Of course that happens. Did Johnny Bench get up at bat every time and hit a home run? No! No, he didn't! What do you mean, no? It did not happen! I'm not perfect! Damn it! That's the problem! You create perfection day in and day out out here. And then the audience expects perfection. Hey, do you know Taz? By the way, by the way, the phones are still not working. Yes, just letting you know that. So uh, back to uh, back to the Bound for Glory. So they they like I said, the, the Scarlet uh, Bound for Bound for Gold gimmick they did was very good. You know, a lot of good spots in the match. Uh, I didn't like what they did, as I said, with Grotto just getting bumped out real quick and all that stuff. Tyrus came out, and while Tyrus, the big dude, you guys remember him, when he came out. During his entrance, a bunch of people got dumped out, and to the announcer's credit, they did mention those names, but there was no support via video to show replays of this happening. These are production poofas. This is the things that need to, and I don't know if it's a budget thing. Maybe I'd have been short on 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 uh, uh, you know editors there and stuff like that, and so you got to give the benefit of the doubt because they they had problems financially. So maybe that was it. If the crew's not getting paid, some of your better people aren't showing up. I don't know. That could have happened. At the end of the day, they did a spot, uh, a finish, and where uh, Drake, Eli Drake, wins the thing. I like the finish they did. It was pretty interesting, and, uh, you know, so I miss some of the guys that came out there, but I'm, I'm just telling you, the long and short of it, it was a good, it was a good bound for gold type of gimmick they did, a, a 92nd uh, Royal rumble s type of thing. Then they did a backstage interview with Robert Irvine. The uh, world-renowned chef and the husband of Gail Kim, which I thought was a nice touch. I've met Robert Irvine before. He's a nice guy. Uh, and then uh, Mike Bennett and Maria, the miracle Mike Bennett and Maria, they get in the face of Robert Irvine in this backstage interview. And Maria plays a great heel, and she's supposed to wrestle Gail Kim later, and she kind of goes off. She don't care that his husband, her husband, I'm sorry, his husband, meaning Robert Irvine's how am I doing? Take 10. His husband. Did you hear that? His husband? Her husband? Gail Kim. That husband. His husband. Any of this getting true to sir. Whatever the hell it is. Maria was not happy, or could care less, that Robert Irvine's wife was going in the Hall of Fame. There it is. Now. <laughs> it's that simple.
2: Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
1: Regardless. So, Robert Irvine, the only thing I didn't like about this was Robert Irvine kind of bowing up to Mike Bennett. Like, I, I don't like that. I, I believe in wrestlers, and I believe in the talent. Not that Robert Irvine, he's a big guy, he's a muscular guy, looks like he's a tough cat. But, you know, he's not one of the boys, and I guess the rest of me, I don't think he should have bowed up. I think he should have stood up for his wife, but not kind of kind of punked out a little bit Mike Bennett. Not the end of the world, but that was my only little nitpick in Jones on that segment there. But I like it. I think it was a good touch. It was smart to intertwine, you know, Maria and Bennett along with Irvine because of the match that uh, Maria and Gail were going to have after she got inducted in the Hall of Fame, which I'll get into that in a little bit here too. Uh, Mike Bennett, speaking of him now, uh, they, now now it was a nice package. It's sort of an excellent video package of Bennett and Moose. I like this guy Moose. Okay, both these cats were in Ring of Honor together, but now they're in TNA together. So they did an excellent uh, history package on Mike Bennett and Moose, the whole story. Okay, for those that don't know, Moose is this big, huge guy, ex-football player, and uh, ex-NFL guy, played for the Atlanta Falcons. And I thought that the uh, that Josh did a good job giving a backstory on this as an announcer on the entrance. Okay. Um They did a good video package on the story that these guys were friends. Mike Bennett brought Moose into the territory and all the stuff. Now Moose and him got problems because Mike Mike Bennett kind of eliminated Moose from uh, getting a shot at the championship uh, physically previously on a different show. And next thing you know, now Moose is pissed at Mike Bennett. And Mike's the heel. Mike only cares about himself. Moose is pissed. You got a heel babyface. Moose babyface. Bennett heel. I got the story. Haven't watched their show in weeks upon weeks But the package told me the effing story. Perfect. Simple. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That's all you gotta do. Great job. Done. Got it. Now I'm invested in the match. Nice touch for Moose. They had a a local high school football team come out to the stage in their football gear. You know, and and there must have been the captain of the football team. This kid comes out and he cuts a little promo on the stage and gets the the football team all fired up. I thought it was cool. You know, and then here comes uh, Moose with these kids... No, behind him on the stage, doing the moose, moose, that whole arm thing. It's great. I thought it was cool. I like the touch of the high school football team. I thought it was really cool. And again, Josh did a good job explaining who this team was, what what town and all the stuff and their history that they won some county championship last year, whatever he said. He did a good job. That's what you do. That's it. Tell some stories. That's it. Perfect. Give me some backstory. Now I know. Setting the table, right? Set the table, Jones. I got it. I'm fine. Okay, now this Moose, he's gotta be know, 6'8, 6'7, whatever. He's huge, right? What an athlete. I mean, what a just a sick, sick athlete. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm talking about like this guy can move.
2: He's billed at a uh, 6'5,
1: 299. He looks bigger than that. <laughs> he looks bigger than 6'5. I'm talking about it. he looks like he's like like JBL, I think he's like 6'6, 6'7. He looks like that height, like like JBL height. He's a tall dude, JBL, but like but God, so athletic. I mean, just really, really. Now, here, here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I, and I'm a fan of Moose. I'm a fan of Moose who's in Ring of Honor. I think he's going to make a lot of money in this business. I do. And my only thing is, my only problem, now pay attention to what I'm going to say here. And if Moose is hearing this or someone lets him know, this is not a burial, brother. This is just some advice from a grizzled old-timer, okay? I'm just saying this right here. When you're that size, you're that big, and you're that athletic, you got to try your best to refrain from working like a normal size wrestler. And that's what they're doing with Moose, and they did that in Ring of Honor with him, too. Not just TNA. It's not TNA's fault. He has to work smarter than this. I know why he's doing what he does. He wants to show his athleticism. There are ways to do that. You you, you just can't go over the top of it. Every match, you gotta we- reel that thing back a little bit. Let people wait for that. He's working like a normal size guy. Sprinkle that stuff in to your big matches. This was a big match. I got it, but you can't. You can't leave your feet as much. You can't. You you gotta not stop. I'm not saying work like 1980 style WWF Giant Man style. I'm not saying that, but take a little bit of that. Watch. Some of it's a lot slower paced than you, dude. Watch some of Kane, some of Big Show. Watch. Take some of those old school booking big man styles of wrestling and sprinkle that in with your athleticism. He's not a normal sized wrestler and he's not a regular type of athlete. He's a special athlete, this Moose. He's got to be treated like a special athlete from himself and from any promotion he's with. Watch Baron Corbin work. WWE has formed him as an in-ring competitor, a big man, the right way. And he's an excellent athlete also. Sprinkle. Sprinkle it in. That's all I'm saying. Consultant Jones. Here you go. Free consulting via Taz on the Taz Show. CJ. (laughs) Consultant Jones, CJ. (laughs) But, again, I'm a fan of the cat. I am. He sells great, too, for a big man. I mean, he hurt his knee, I believe, at some point in this thing. And you saw Mike Bennett do a phenomenal job, a great sense of urgency when he sensed that the guy was hurt. Young heels, watch what Mike Bennett does when he sees that Moose is injured. Watch. Pay attention to Mike Bennett and that sense of urgency when he sees the baby face, the bigger baby face, is injured. Watch what he does. He got on that knee like a son of a bitch. Got heat on it, got him in a hold, worked it, good job. I like Mike Bennett. There was a lot of Mike Bennett on the show yesterday. He's real good, and Maria is also and they got great chemistry, not just because they're, they're married or engaged. I don't know their personal thing. I know they're a couple. I think they are married. I apologize for not knowing that, but, but you could sense their chemistry on there. It's kind of like Ms and Maurice, but you know, this girl, Maria's working working, you know. <clears throat> and she's more of the mouthpiece. Uh, well, they're both mouthpieces. M- Maria and Mike Bennett, both of them, so it's not just one. Then we went into a, uh, a match here, um, you know, which I, I thought was uh, interesting, with Eddie Edwards, okay, and uh, Aaron Rex. Now, I, I got to tell you, they did this judge thing, okay? They had judges around ringside. Now, Captain, you did not see the show, okay? No, I did not. So, so they have Eddie Edwards, Aaron Rex. They're in this match. They're going to have judges. They're going to do, like, rounds, basically, not boxing, they're going to wrestle, and they're going to have judges consult at the end of each round. It, it, I, who are the judges? Like, so what happens is that you don't even see, you see people sitting in chairs like three around the ring. And then as the match is going on in like the second round, the judges were gone. They like disappeared, poof. Unless I missed something, I don't know.
2: I mean, hearing Eddie Edwards and Aaron Rex—that sounds like a pretty cool match. It was.
1: These guys worked really yeah. well. Let them just work. I know they're trying to be creative. The judge thing, and then they had the lower third. You know, judge one voted this. Judge two. There was no names for the judges. Like who would jo- Where's the credibility? Then at the end. Did they all have masks on too? <laughs> but then at the end, when they crowned the winner. You hear the judge's name, Judge uh, Vinnie DeRucchi, uh says 60 for this. Judge uh, Maria Marco. Uh, Judge Evil Rottencock. I mean, you heard all of these names, but I don't understand where's the credibility. Now, some would say, wait, Taz, what about in boxing? What about in boxing, Taz? This is why I'll give the TNA a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, a little bit on this. In boxing, we don't know who these judges are. MMA too. Where, we don't know who these judges are. They're just judges. True. Very true. No, no one said this to me. I'm talking to myself. You know, I do this. And, and uh, you know. Yes. But the thing is, boxing, MMA, they have a long history of doing this. So we as an audience, as a boxing fan or an MMA fan, you know, uh, or a martial if there's if there's judges involved and we don't, these judges have no presence... Have no name, have no nothing. We're, it, it, it's, we don't think about it, we don't second guess it, because it's the way it's been for years in the fight game, as they call it. But now in pro wrestling, they don't do this. There's no credibility behind the judges, and what is it, and why? Why? I just to make it creative. I, I don't. I just think it was over, over, over creative. There's no reason for it. And when the judges just disappeared from ringside, I, again, I don't know what happened to the judges. They were just gone. Gone. And one of them was a backstage um, a production assistant because I saw the side view of his face sitting in in the beginning of the thing. I don't remember his name. And I'm like, that's not no judge. That's Bobby, the PA. Come on. But I understand. WWE does that too. They use people from backstage as on camera. Props. Prop Jones. <laughs> Ah What are you nuts? But I'll tell you this right now. Not a fan of the judge thing. Was a fan of the match. Love Eddie Edwards. He's awesome. Aaron Rex, awesome. Good stuff. Good story here. Both guys got trained by Killer Kowalski. Both I got it. They told that story. I I am in, I'm invested, the whole deal. I like it. They're both going for this new championship, the uh this grand champion uh type gimmick. You know, I wasn't sitting there with a pen and paper paying attention. I was paying attention, but not, you know. I think that was the name of the championship. No graphic support on that. I don't think there was anyway. But they had the graphic of the judges. Judge 1 said, yeah, I can't. I don't know. That's just that's the only thing that bothered me. Again, I like this show. I know it sounds like I'm not. I'm pointing out some stuff. I'm saying the match was great. I think they're
2: I'm... calling it the Impact Grand Championship.
1: Oh, that was close. That was close. So then, uh, then uh, anyway, we go to... Uh, By the way, Aaron Rex won that match, the judges decided. You know, it's a good way not to, I guess, have someone do the job and get pinned or submit. That's a lot of people on Twitter saying, what the hell, there's no finish. The judge said this guy wins. Like, what the (laughs) hell? You know, I respect that they're trying to protect each of the boys. I got it, but I don't know. I just don't think that was just the right way to go. I mean, with the judge thing. But that did not steal the show, I can promise you. I'm getting to that in a minute. Dude, if you don't watch anything on this show, you got to watch this segment. So this gimmick, I, I mean, but I'll get to that in a minute here. So uh, all, then we get into a uh, special guest comes out, a surprise guest, Christy Hemi. Yes, Christy Hemi. Great pro, great girl. No Christy a long time. Great to work with. Real professional. She, uh, intro- shes I, I don't know, if she inducted Gail Kim. She kind of did an introduction of putting her over. And then uh, Christy Hemi introduced Taryn Terrell, came out, who... Was, I had a, you know, was talking, to putting over Gail, and then Awesome Khan comes out out of character. All three ladies put over Gail Kim, big time, being inducted in the Hall of Fame for TNA. Then Nixie Carter comes out. She does a great job of putting over Christy. The whole thing was great. I'm sorry, putting over Gail. The whole thing was great. And then Gail Kim comes out. And starts to talk. And I'm cringing. I'm like, and, I, and I, I'm a fan of Gail. I've had, I've had Gail, uh, Gail Kim on the Human Podcast machine back in the day. She was a guest. You guys could find her on tadshow.com. Old school Human Podcasting. She's been on my show. I'm a big fan of Gail. Um, she's great. I know her a long time. And I'm cringing. I'm like, oh, no. You're not going to give me a history package on Gail Kim's career? Are you ribbing me? Come on. No, don't do this. Don't drop the ball. They didn't. They did a good video package, real good. Excellent video package on Gail Kim, what comments from some of the talent and, 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 and front office, old clips of her when she first won the Knockouts Championship. They put Gail on a pedestal where she belongs and put her over huge and, and with female wrestling and knockouts and all and did a great job of it. The package was awesome, the whole thing. Everything was great, her speech was great, she thanked a lot of different agents she's worked with, you know, producers, you know, uh, backstage wrestling agents. And her family and 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 the locker room, she praised the TNA locker room and all this. She did not mention the WWE, which that's her prerogative. Okay, she had a good career in WWE. She did not mention that. Um, I'll tell you this right now. I, I know for a fact that Gal loves working for TNA. She has a lot of pride. I've had conversations with her. You know, back when we worked here, she has a lot of pride that she's with TNA. She, she respects that they let the talent go out and do their thing without micromanaging them. And she's right. They do. And I know for a fact that Gail loves to work for that company. So this was a good marriage. That was nice that they praised her. That was nice that they inducted her in their Hall of Fame. It's well-deserved, without a child doubt. Here's the only problem I have with the whole thing. When you sit there and say, now, she's got to come out. And wrestle later. Not that WWE does everything right, but you would never see them do something like this. You you don't put you don't. I just don't think you do that. I just, it's her night. It's a special night. She's dressed in a beautiful gown. Her husband's there. Her family. All this, and now she got to go wrestle. Not that it's a bad thing to wrestle, but God, let them go out and celebrate. Let the gimmick. You know what I mean? Like just something. It's just not. It's just. It seems like. We're we're, we're we're getting more bang for a buck, kind of like, okay, she's in town. I know it's pushed to get it. I got it. She's going to you know go for the knockouts title. I'm not saying all that. I just don't think they both should happen in the same night. I just don't. I don't. I just don't think that should happen. I, it didn't feel right to me. It just didn't. It really didn't. You leave on such a high note that she's got to come out and work, and put a gear on. I just don't think they should have did that. Not the end of the day. Not the end of the world. Okay, then they get into something they did that I thought was awesome. They did a great job. TNA did a great job on this. Production wise, announcing wise, talent wise, the tag team title gimmick. Oh man, this was great. Holy crap, dude. Broken Matt Hardy, broken Brother Nero. Everybody's broken. Delete, Decay, delete, delete, delete. I love the whole thing. I'm a market runner. I'm going, delete, delete. Dude in the street now. Just hacking <laughs> Matt and Jeff Hardy. Love it. I'm a mock for this whole thing. The whole segment is the craziest, damnedest thing I've ever seen. I sat there watching this laughing. I'm like, what am I watching? They use Roman candles again? No. Dude, this was crazier than the stuff you saw. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Dude, it was frigging whacked. But yo, 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 they did it on a live show. So they intertwined some pre-tape stuff along with some live stuff in the arena. They the editing, I wouldn't say it was seamless, not the um, editing's wrong way to say. The back to the live, back to pre-tapes type stuff, I don't want to say it was seamless, but it was pretty damn close. They start the thing off with Rebby, Matt's wife, playing piano on the stage. And they did a nice pause of her playing like this classic, I don't know if it's her playing or not, I have no idea. The whole thing looked great and it was awesome, this baby grand piano the whole night. And then Matt Hardy just comes out with no other music, just while and, and he gets his big pop. And I'm hooked, I'm hooked. When she's playing the piano, it's because it's different. It's so effing different. And then Jeff comes out. And the place pops again. And then they get into the ring. And then Abyss and Crazy Steve come out with their music. Decay. That's what their their, their gimmick is. For the tag team titles, this is total insanity. I don't even know what to say. They go crazy in ringside area. There was no rules. It was just nuts. Then they go backstage, there's a pickup truck involved, they're fighting in the streets. They're, dude, they're driving a the pickup truck. They're, dude, I'm not you gotta somehow see this, Captain. I'm telling you.
2: Throwing donuts at each other. <laughs> throw donuts, throw donuts.
1: Bro, the whole thing was insane. Willow showed up. Jeff Hardy was Willow. He was all these different characters. I I don't even know what to say. I can't. I'm watching this thinking, how am I gonna talk about this? How am I gonna give the fans their breakdown? How am I gonna do this? I can't explain how awesome this was, but yet insane. People were tweeting, I feel like I'm on a badass trip. <laughs> it was nuts, nuts, nuts. You got to see. It was great. I loved it. If you're a fan of traditional wrestling, you're not going to like this. <laughs> but if you're a fan of entertainment and something that's different and well-production and money put into stuff, you're going to love this. This was really good. Then we saw Gale, uh, And By the way, new tag team champs are the Hardys, by the way. so uh, Then we saw Gale. Uh, versus Maria, okay? And uh, they did some stuff where Maria said she didn't want to work, she didn't want to wrestle, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and and then uh, it just, it, the thing got a little crazy. The throwing of the brace in the beginning of the thing like a foreign object, that got a little crazy. I gotta go to break. It's getting late here. Um, You know, I thought it was okay for the most part. I mean, that this match, Gail's yeah, great. Gail wins the match. I think she won the match. Yeah, she won the knockouts title. And that um, yeah, was great. And then we saw Mike Bennett at the end of this, he was pissed off because Maria was hurt. And Mike said, he's shutting down the show. I'm shutting the show down. I'm shutting it down. And then Cody Rhodes comes out with Brandy. They get into it with Maria and Bennett. It was a great pop for Cody. Surprise. The whole thing, everything was great. was cool. Uh, Cody and uh, Brandy uh, both looked great. I mean, the whole gimmick is cool. And uh, so it looks like they might be going somewhere with these four people, which I think is nice. Good move right there. Now we saw a main event, Lashley and EC3, which I'll try to get into on the other side of the break. I'm very late to break. we got indie Indies coming up with Deanna Perazzo and Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. And I'm going to try and give you some detail on the Lashley EC3 thing uh, if we have time after we speak to Deanna. We'll be right back, Taz Show.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: All right, we are back here on the Taz Show. I think we're sitting on the uh, Facebook Live right now at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Again, sorry we had uh, major issues with the phone today. All the phone lines are down, unfortunately. We have Indy Indies coming up here in a second or two. Deanna Perrazzo, she's going to be on with yours truly here on Skype, so we'll get the rundown from Deanna. And I'm going to have to tease her a little bit about her. Patriots. Doing the job to my bills. Oh, I can't wait to tell him. <laughs> can't wait. Anyway, that's the deal. Uh, so we, uh, well, oh, Facebook Live. Yes, yeah, so I should go on there and look so I can communicate with people, right? those people can't call. Yeah, okay, I got it. Captain's n- nodding his head. Yes, he's mailing it because he's quitting the show. He can't even say yes anymore. Maybe because he don't have a microphone in front of him. Maybe his mic's broke too. Everything's falling apart in the show here. Tasho's falling apart. Sucks. Uh, are we ready in the Indies in a three, in a two, and a one? And a three to two to two.
0: The Taz Show presents in the Indies. Welcome to the Marshall High School. Welcome team. to the Main Street Armory. These guys who wrestle are really talented. A weekly report of what's hot on the independent pro wrestling scene. Oh, Matt's going to do some diamond indie wrestling at its best. Man is an absolute beast. With some of the Indies' best talent in territories today.
1: Uh, hello, Diana. Uh, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm really good, Deanna, Actually, uh, I just before we go on with uh, in the indies, and yeah. uh, what, what? I don't know what you're laughing at. What's so funny? But I'm just saying it kind of like uh, I don't know if you heard. Like uh, you know, I know you're a football fan, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't help but notice uh, yesterday on the social media a lot of my fans tell me you're, you're a Patriot fan, and uh,
3: I am. Can you tell? Oh, oh,
1: look, she's wearing a Patriot shirt. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. But um, I would have to tell you that, uh, you see it right there. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. How, how is it, though? How, did you feel like all your friends, your, all your family and friends are all Patriot fans, I bet, right?
3: No. Uh, so I live in Jersey, and I'm like the hated one out of everyone. Like oh. my friends and family. Like, I'm surprised I'm not disowned. But, um... <laughs> They're all Giants fans, so oh. it's kind of like a, a rivalry in our family.
1: Right, 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 right. Well, the New Jersey Giants have been very successful, so I could see why. <laughs> yes, I got it, but enough of that stuff. Uh, so what's going on with you, the Indies? Talk to me. Give me something.
3: Yeah, um, I had a really busy weekend, actually. Um, I did like a – there's a rock carnival here in Jersey, and they do it every year. At um, They did it at the Blue Claws Stadium. It's like a minor league baseball stadium this year, and – they um, always have GCW wrestling. Does um, four shows a day with them for the whole weekend. So uh, I did that on Saturday afternoon, and then I went to Jersey All Pro Wrestling, which was really fun. And um, I finished up last night with Beyond up in um, Massachusetts.
1: So you saw. Uh, well, you're at Beyond in Massachusetts, so you ran into Joey Styles. Oh my
3: God. Yes.
1: Yes. 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 Did you Did you put me over to Joey? No. I did. I did. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was joking, actually. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so how'd they draw? I'm sure it was uh, really, really good. Progress does a great job.
3: Yeah, it's it's really um, fun because they have the fans. There's no seating, so everyone's standing up close to the ring. It's really like an intimate setting. Um, and I've worked for um, their like sister company, which is WWR, and they run in Providence a lot. Um, and it's kind of the same feel, so it was really great. to. It, it's just a fun environment.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've talked about that. Like, it's it's crazy, you know, but I've seen the stuff where, with progress, where fans are literally, like, around, like, banging on the apron at times, and, but yeah. I, I'm assuming they're all pretty cool. No one tries to get involved and mess with the talent when they're working, right?
3: Yeah, that's, that was my main concern, especially being a woman, and um, for the, the all-women show, I was like, how, if someone touches me, like, what happens here? But everyone was really respectful of the fans, they kind of, when you make your entrance part way, and. Um, it's it's cool because as you're taking moves or trying to call spots, like it really tests you as a performer to, you know, yeah. make it yep. not as obvious that you're talking or you really have to take that and not, you know phone it in, so... That's true, that, would, that happened, I'll
1: tell you what, let me tell you real quick, like, that happened in Japan years ago to me, a couple times, working for New Japan, where you'd be working, check this out, and a, they would have a guy with a handheld around the ringside area with a boom mic, a mic on, like, a, almost like a giant wow. selfie stick, yeah, I'm not kidding, yep. so you had to be careful if you're calling spots, like, you just get busted and the office would get hot, but no one, yep. stayed. you Fabian, no one, yep, I'm like, well, I'm over here, all right, tackle, drop down, get it again, you know? <laughs> I'm like calling spots, like, yeah, why is this guy not doing it? Why is he punching me right. in the face for real? What's going on? But, yeah, I learned the hard way. Um, <laughs> that, that does make it harder when you, have to t- when you have fans right around the ring or anybody where you kind of can't protect the business as much.
3: Right, right. But it, it just tests you, I think, as a performer and how do you get the best best reaction from them because they're right there. So whatever they're saying, you can hear as you're doing it. You can't have that like um, that barrier where you just turn them off because they're in your face.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, what um, what do you have coming up now? What's going on? I know you're doing some some stuff in Jersey, and I think you're coming out to Long Island wrestling too. I believe, correct?
3: Yeah, I'll actually be um on Long Island on Friday with Northeast Wrestling. Um, they're in Riverhead. Yeah. So um, it's at like uh the Suffolk Theater or Suffolk, something. Suffolk, which... yeah,
1: out Suffolk County. Yeah. It's deep. It's you're heading towards like Montauk and the Hamptons. It's way out Riverhead. Yep. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll be there Friday and then Saturday. Um, I'm back at Excellence Pro Wrestling, which is in Sellersville, Cellar, Pennsylvania, and I work there a lot. Um, it's really fun. It's like a family kind of crowd, but all the guys work with Chikara too, so um, it, they're really interactive and really big on characters and stuff. So I just I'm had really- uh,
1: I just had Mike Quackabush on a show on Friday from Chikara, and I yeah, I, yeah, I'm total fan of what they do. I mean, that's really wild, you know, like just so different. And I I hope you really gets super successful because uh seems like they all work really hard there
3: yeah i worked king of trios weekend with them and it was just to see he had i think it was like 72 wrestlers um working with him that weekend and to see each of them in you know their costumes and everything like they go all out and it's it's such (laughs) a cool environment because it's not something that i'm used to right so be able to be a part of that was really
1: awesome. Well, you train, because I see, like, on social media, you know, where you train, how you broke in. You broke in, uh, and you you come in a dojo, in a gym, training the right way, the traditional way, the old school way. So seeing that kind of, even though you're young, uh, seeing that kind of, you know, with tree and all that stuff, with costumes, it probably goes against everything that you learned coming up, (laughs) right? Wrong,
3: really. (laughs) No, I actually had this conversation last night. Um, I am trained so, like, this is how you wrestle and you don't do crazy spots and you pick your moves and um, you save your body. Yes. Because how I think of it is I spent my whole life wanting to be a wrestler. I want to spend the rest of my life being a wrestler. So if I can be smart and, and prolong my career as much as possible, that's what I want to do. Um, but I have that respect for people who hit these crazy things that I'm like, how are you still alive? Um, I have that respect for those out there characters and people that have that personality because I don't. Uh, And I I think what works best for everyone is what you need to do. So as much as I'm super old school and super um, psychology based, I have a really great appreciation for things like Chikara.
1: Absolutely. I'm not surprised to hear you say any of that. I respect (laughs) what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I came up. The same way, and then I started doing a gimmick years ago the Tasmaniac, which was really outlandish and nuts. But I always made sure I kept my integrity as a performer and a wrestler in the ring so people respect the way I bumped or fed or spots I did or my physicality. And that's the key. As long as you keep your, your credibility, no matter what type of character you're doing, uh, It's it's important to keep that credibility, you know? Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. That's everything. So, uh, I, listen, well, I appreciate you jumping on as usual. You do a great job. Um, so that's what you got coming up. So you're always busy. I mean, how many times a month, as far as that you go, <laughs> would you say that you're rock and roll? Cause you seem like, if I look, if you follow Deanna on, on Twitter, guys, at Deanna Prazo you follow her, you'll see, cause you're very active on social media, how much you do. How much a month would you say you're working like for, for good companies? Um,
3: so, I mean, it's the beginning of the month that I've already worked three times, uh, but I try to work at least once a weekend, so um, f- probably like four to eight times a month. Um, if not more, there's some months like uh, coming up. the rest of the month, I'll probably work like 11 or 12 times in total. But um, I have a goal of 100 matches this year and at beyond yesterday was number 77. So wow. uh I just trying to push as hard as I can until December.
1: Well, you're doing great. You're doing great, and it seems like everybody wants to book you. So I'm happy to see that for you, and I hope you keep having the success you're having and love having you part of the Taz Show. Uh, you. you know, you and Taylor and Veda doing this. This uh, People love the indie Indies, and it's awesome. So I look forward to having you on again real soon here, okay?
3: Great. Thank you so much, Taz.
1: Okay, take care. And, uh, yeah, uh, go Bills. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you.
3: You guys got lucky. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I'll talk to you later. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye. Um we didn't get lucky. She's wrong. Okay. Now that she's skilled. now that she's gone, she's wrong. She's wrong. I could have been mean. Got lucky Diana. She would kick my ass. I would have be careful. <laughs> she can go. <laughs> so uh no she's good. She she I mean she works a lot and she really, you know, she's got that old school style of wrestling for a, a, you know a, a a younger talent. You know, she really does and she's very very impressive in the ring. So um you know uh, I'm I'm very uh I'm very impressed with her for sure. I'm on the Facebook here looking. I see a lot of thumbs up, a lot of hearts. Uh, I don't know if any of these people on the Facebook live, if they were trying to call the show, they're probably pissed off Jones. Uh, I don't know. Nothing I could do about it. Any up there? Are we going to have these phones tomorrow? Yes? No? Handsome Johnny? Maybe grab that mic and Handsome Johnny just gave me a head nod. Jones. Uh, what do you think, Handsome?
0: I believe they'll be up this afternoon. Really? Just okay. after we finish, like 9 o'clock Eastern, they'll be up. <laughs> Could
1: you imagine? That That's exactly what will probably happen.
0: Right when the show ends.
1: Yeah, that'll, that'll just be just like, oh, the phones will light up. Oh, yeah. Because they're out to get me. They're out to get me. The, the front office, they're out to get me. Thumbs up, Jones. Everybody's going crazy on the Facebook. Uh, Mike Hollenbach said, broken phone, Jones. Yes, that's true. Uh, Kenny Coleman said, no phone, Jones. Question uh, mark, yes, no phones. Yes. Yeah, they're busted, yes. Yeah. So uh, did a whole show without it. Don't need it. That's fine. But I feel bad that people couldn't communicate. Uh yeah, Darren Davies says Deanna is a uh, workhorse Jones. Yes, she is. This Jones thing's kinda catching on a little bit. Yeah. I think it's got a future. <laughs> I told you, Mike today, I don't know if I said this on air, I know I told you. Yes, yes, He said to me, I sent him the gimmick <laughs> that uh lean mean made, he goes, Damn, brother, you're really getting some mileage out of this Jones thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> that was funny. Oh, geez. Joe joined us that Vince McMahon is running your phone system. Yeah, that could be. He <laughs> shut me down. Shut me down and count me down. All right, so we got a few more left, minutes left in the show here. Um, I was talking about <clears throat> Bound for Glory in the main event. You know, I think Lashley uh, EC3, <clears throat> these two guys, I know them both. They're both very hard workers. I, I'm a fan of both these guys. Um, Lashley, it's nice to see as of late, he's really, he's promo ability. Uh, has really upped his game a little bit here. <clears throat> his Obviously, him and EC3, <clears throat> physically, they both look great. Um, Lashley is pulling off this, I'm a bad MF-er, and I'm going to kick everybody's ass thing. He's pulling it off because he is legit. And EC3 is working the right way with him. I really enjoyed the match. I really enjoyed the match very much. And and I think both these guys um really know how to get after it and get it done uh for sure. I mean, uh, they're... They better keep both these guys as long as business is open. They better keep both these guys lo- on the lock and key, and both of these guys have had uh, you know time in WWE. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, and and so obviously WWE is very well aware of them. So keep an eye on these guys because they're real good. They ain't going anywhere, and they look great. They really did. So uh, I I, I like the match. It felt big. They made it feel big, and they did the right thing. Trey Womack. <clears throat> Said, yay, Taz talking TNA. Trey, I talked, like, the first two segments about TNA, bro. I'm sure you didn't hear it yet, but check out the podcast version later or the VOD in a little while. I, I covered the whole Bound for Glory. I watched the whole thing. Uh, Eddie Moskowitz said, what's your thoughts on Aaron Rex? I think he's great. <clears throat> I talked about him and Eddie Edwards' match. I, I did that earlier, too. A lot of people. Facebook Jones. Late to the party. Late late to the party Jones over here. What's going on? That's right. No, because We assume here in the that everybody's watching or listening to the show from Jump Street, and they don't. People. They should ha- be. I know Captain, but people have lives. They don't sit around and just listen to my show. They don't. I know they should be. But they don't. Obviously, the guy in charge of the phones, he doesn't. We know that. That goes without saying. Psh, they're probably pissed off at me. <clears throat> you think it's an inside job? Oh. Everything that happens here is. The whole kit and caboodle, bro. Everything. Everything is. Everything yeah so like I said earlier I did enjoy the uh the pay-per-view of the teenage for the most part uh, and if you you know I'm not gonna get into it on now I don't have time to get into the, some of the things I didn't like but there were a few things I didn't like about it like not acknowledging you know uh all of the scuttlebutt I get into full detail so anybody on Facebook live or listen to this if you if did not listen or watch the show this particular Taz show right now I'm doing um check it out uh, later on at tazshow.com the podcast or the VOD Because I get the full opinionated Jones on the whole thing, uh, of the whole uh, gimmick. So, um, no. You, Captain, need to try and find and watch that Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy tag team title thing with the decay. decay, decay. I'm telling you.
2: I'll have to make some time for it this week.
1: Dude, it was great. You'll love it. It was love it. Just don't vape while you're watching it. If you start (laughs) sitting there vaping... And then you're drinking like some tomato juice, and you vape it up. That's exactly what I like. Tomato juice. Yeah, your celery, celery sticks and stuff. Don't little ranch and hummus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Got a hummus going, pita, pita bread, a little Baba Ganoush, Baba Ganoush, <laughs> Baba <laughs> Malaka, <laughs> Baba Malaka Jones. Oh my God, i had an outburst. <laughs> Jeez. One more word, not hanging up on you. <sighs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's the deal. I, I <laughs> Brian Schwing Sh- said. Captain will not watch that. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to. It was great. That bit was great. Handsome Johnny, I know you're not like a diehard wrestler fan. Even you need to try and get your eyes on this bit that they did on TNA last night. Uh, It was great.
0: I put a note down to myself to look it up.
1: Good job. I don't know how you guys are going to find it. I had to shell out 50 bucks for this thing. I'm I'm partially broke. Partially? Yeah.
2: (laughs) How is someone partially broke?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Partially Broke. <laughs> Paul Schminnick. Paul Schminnick. That's how you say his name. This is awesome. That's what he says on Facebook Live. This is awesome. this is awesome. So, yeah. Delete. Delete. <laughs> Matt Hardy, I'm hacking you, Matt. We go way back, brother. So, uh, I'll tell you, he just reinvented himself. Him and Jeff, they really just... Uh, this... They really reinvented themselves. It, it, it's just, I'm so happy for them. Really, really good. Not in the tag team champs. You know, they don't need the belts, that's for sure. They definitely don't need it. But, uh, oh, man. It, they really just, just phenomenal. I love the whole thing. And, and again, tip your cap to TNA Production and the creative team for any announcers. Because what the announcers did that was very good is they laid out. They did not talk during the outside stuff. Pick up Chuck Jones and fighting backstage, all that stuff. I'm telling you as an announcer, that's the toughest thing to do. How do you call and react to that stuff that's out in the street? You don't see this stuff beforehand for the most part. You don't. Maybe they did. I don't think that stuff backstage or outside was live. But so the best thing to do is say nothing. Let the pitcher tell the stories. You could hear the, the the wrestlers. You could hear the guys fighting. You could hear the the uh, the guys blowing the horn. That was a little annoying. There was a guy blowing a horn. are <laughs> <laughs> out in the street doing stuff. It was crazy. It was nuts. The whole thing was nuts. You got the guys running around, and then to had some guy get out of pickup truck. I'm the lead. I'm Matt Hardy. He said something like some kind of hillbilly redneck guy gets out of a pickup truck and gets in the face of a one of decay, decay and wants to fight. Oh, Abyss wants to fight him. He's like, I'll fight you right now in the middle of the street. Dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> dude, the whole thing was nuts. 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 Completely nuts. Seriously, it was wild. I, I don't remember the last time I saw – and, and look, some of the craziest, damnedest stuff you're going to see is the stuff with the Bottle Rocket, Jones, Roman Candle City, all that stuff they did with, on the Matt Hardy compound. What was that called? The uh, Deleter Decay? Yeah, that, and then the one before that we watched, remember? Yeah, so uh, Whatever it was called. Yeah. This topped it. I'm telling you. The final deletion. Yeah. That was the uh... – The final deletion that was actually not final. Yes. Yeah, that was so, part one. That was part <laughs> one. But it was great. I'm telling you. I am um, – I – I almost think I need to watch TNA this Thursday. My my only thing is like, and I said this before. I do think with the Hardys, with Matt Hardy, I, I God, you got to do something in in the Impact Zone with the lighting, guys. You got to do something there. Don't make it look like everybody else. Darken it. Put some red light, Something while Rebby's playing the piano and all that stuff, and even while they're either working the Hardys or cutting the promo. Do a different lighting treatment, guys. Come on. You know how to do this. It's easy. Michael James on Facebook Live, and I agree with him on this, says Crazy Steve is underrated big time. You are correct. You know the dude is like just about blind, Crazy Steve. He can't see. I guess that's what blind means. But, yeah, he's got really bad vision. And, no, he's tremendous. I agree that he is definitely underrated for sure. Underrated. Um. Dude, I'm telling you, back to the Hardy's. You gotta do something a little different. You gotta do some kind of a different lighting gimmick or something. Make it feel different when they're cutting promos or in the ring wrestling. Something. It should not be because then there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect from the stuff they do out on the farm fighting or in the street and you know the crazy Matt Hardy. Yeah, that crazy stuff he does. I don't know what he I'm gonna just start hacking Matt Hardy like crazy. I love the whole gimmick. I can see you working a drone. Dude, the drone Well, we got well. We got to have Video Brian get his drone in here. There we go. Just shoot laser beams at me. <laughs> Just shooting drones at me. So uh, I look. It'll, if, it'll well. be camera fifty two. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fifty two. That was funny, actually. All right. So raw preview from uh, Los Angeles. There, all the stars are coming out in Los Angeles, as they say. Yeah, uh, it should be a pretty pretty big deal. You get a lot of Hollywood uh, stars that come out during the raw show in Los Angeles. No one cares. So anyway, Sasha Banks challenges uh, Charlotte one on one. So that should be uh, good stuff. I feel like we've seen that many times, but we'll check that out. Seth Rollins. The question they're asking is, will Seth Rollins continue to defy Raw GM Mick Foley? So, see, they're going with this where, you know, Seth, I guess, is going to be more kind of a quasi-anti-establishment babyface. Jones, that's what they're doing, I guess. Cesaro, Sheamus continue their tag team quest. Those guys are definitely bound for the gold. They will be the new tag team champs without a shadow of a doubt, and they should be. Uh, Can Brian Kendrick put himself in line for another WWE Cruiserweight Championship match? Notice how they don't mention the champion. These are things I'm pointing out to you kids here. Teach you guys. Again, Transitional Jones, unfortunately. That's what his name is. Uh, TJ Perkins. TJ Perkins, thank you. Too many headshots. Can Brian Kendrick put himself in line for another WWE Cruiserweight Championship match? See, that's my point. They don't match them. And they'll have special guests. It's Los Angeles. Why not? we got to see bigger than wrestling. Will Aston Kutcher and Danny Mastertron. What's his name? Masterson. Uh <laughs>
2: Mastertron.
1: <laughs> I think Leesertron. Where's Hector Guerrero? Hector Guerrero, line two. Sounds like he's playing for the Detroit <laughs> Lions. <laughs> Megatron, jobber. So, Will Aston Kutcher... And Danny Mastatron <laughs> topped the list of Jericho. Uh, um, top the list of Jericho. I mean, you did get to the top of it, right? Yeah, look, i I, I done a little business with the Aston Kusher in uh, Master Swear God, and he came over to Raw years ago. Whatever it was, Raw, smacked Smackdown it might have been. And Edge and Christian did some stuff. Yeah, he's a good dude and all that stuff. But, I mean, he was like, you know, he's all right, whatever. You know what? I, I don't care. I, I don't care about Aston Kusher and Danny Mastatron. I really don't. I, I don't care about them. I don't. No one cares. What, they got a movie coming out, to promote promoting or something? What are you doing? I have no idea. Uh, I don't care. And I'm sure he don't care about me. Made that son of a bitch in that pre-tape I did at the garden. <laughs> Made him.
2: That set him for his career. No, he was promoting,
1: dude, where's my car? He had that, that car. Remember that movie back in the day? One of my favorites. One of, one of Handsome Johnny's favorites, really. Oh, yeah. Are you a big fan? Are you a big fan of his?
0: That that movie absolutely used to be one of my favorites. No one cares. Okay, dude, that's what you mind say? What Remember what? That line? I didn't they,
1: see the movie, dude. I just helped him promote oh, it. You
0: gotta.
1: I no, I don't have to, actually, and I'm not going to. It was that good? Yeah. Oh. So you're a big asshead Kutcher fan.
0: Oh yeah, any, any asshead. <laughs> any ass head. He's
1: like he likes any ass head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, well, that's a wrap, guys. I got to go here. Look, enough. I got things to do. I'm busy, okay? I'll do another Taz show tomorrow. we will be live at 7 a.m. Hopefully, we have phone lines. I'm not sure. Thank you for all the people on Facebook Live. Apologize again about the phones. Thank you to Deanna Perrazzo coming on, jumping on the Taz show. And uh, you'll catch another edition tomorrow. If you want to check out the podcast version, i will drop in about an hour. VOD later on. Have a good Monday. Adios.
0: Not I hold you close. I... play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go I've been the truest dude back since I was shooting hoops. New shoes, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tour.